This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, welcome to this week's episode. Today I have a fantastic interview for you with Keisha from Teddo Play. So Keisha is a mum to a three-year-old and owns this little brand that I mentioned called Teddo Play. And she's created a fabulous concept where they create different varieties of high-quality play-based educational learning sets for children. So these learning sets grow with the kids and we can use across children and siblings and friends of different ages. They're really nice and compact and they come in a gift box. So you can put it in your handbag and take to the park or when you go for walks, for long drives, when you travel, you know, you name it, anywhere you might want to go. It's a really good resource to cut down on screen time for children and help them enjoy some tangible games where they also learn along the way. So Keisha runs the business alongside her husband. They're both very passionate about all things learning and education in a playful environment and um, they're really passionate about helping giving children the time and space to absorb and retain information or having a great time and making them naturally want to learn. So this was a really fantastic conversation. We talk about the business, um, how they started their business up, sort of the dynamics of a husband and wife working together, which um, some of you might find really interesting. I was quite fascinated by that. And yeah, Keisha has some great um, learnings and advice to share. So I really hope you enjoy it. And here's the interview. Okay, so welcome, Keisha. I'm so excited to have you here today. And um, I'd love it if you could start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your business and what it is that you sell. Hi, hi, Vicky. Thank you very much for having me today. Um, I'm Keisha. I um, I created and launched uh, alongside my husband our cute little brand called um, Tether Play. Um, we launched it at a national exhibition last year, uh, end of last year, really, um, uh, at the NEC in Birmingham. Um, I, I've always been into teaching, training children, students of pretty much all ages. Uh, my youngest one, um, youngest student, if I were to exclude my own little one, uh, has been a five-year-old and oldest has been a 58-year-old uh, gentleman, so yeah, who's always been terrified of, uh, you know, whenever he doesn't do his homework. So it's not that I, I'm a scary person, but uh, it's just, yeah, <laughs> um, that's, so yeah, it's always been in me. Um, I, I enjoy the process. I, uh, I enjoy sharing knowledge. I enjoy working with children. Um, when I when I felt pregnant, um, obviously as a first-time mom, you tend to consume so much content, uh, do lots of research, read many books. Uh, and during one of those research sprees, I came across this um, absolutely mind-boggling statistics that 
you know, children's brains, they develop at such a rapid rate that by age three, their brains are like up to 80% developed and 90% that's like nearly fully grown by age five. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I shared that with my husband and uh, it was that very day, I think, uh, we decided that, you know, we want to do our best and do as much as we can to make the early years for our own child, um, you know, as rich as possible in learning experiences, play, conversations, whatever we are able to do. Um, and yeah, Aiden came along. He's, um, he's, our, he's a son. He's three years old now. He turned three last month. Um, he has basically been the whole and soul inspiration behind our business. I, um, I started making things for him. And then one thing led to another. Um, looking at the progress we were making with him, we literally, you know, honestly, we felt obliged that we, we really do need to share this with other children, other parents, other families. Um, I know flashcards have existed, but um, they're so superficial, you know, um, right from the quality of it to the, to, to the learning children get from it. Um, I just feel it's just like a flimsy little, uh, you, you, you know, toy that probably children can't get too much out of it. So um, ours, as you know, they're more like learning cards, you know, with real images and there's so much of an engaged um, sort of play and learning experience attached to them. Um, my husband always says that, you know, animations are, are good um, when children understand real pictures and animations, probably you and I, we find them cute. But children, do they? Do they really find it cute? Um, for them, I think it just becomes the reality. Um, they, they, I don't know if they can understand the humor behind it, you know, if they really don't know what, what, what it is in real life. So it's, I just feel that it's really very confusing for children when they see like a giant pink hippopotamus uh, smiling and laughing or a cute cuddly lion in real life you 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 go to the zoo you don't go and give a cuddle to the lion so um it, it was that that we felt that um you know we don't we, we can't be confusing children in that right age you know when when they're absorbing information literally like sponges and you, you want to give them accurate knowledge you know to 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 to, to lay the correct foundation for them yeah, so would um, you mind yeah. um, explaining to, sort of to people um, what your products are? Um, because, I mean, I've had a good look at your products and I, so I've got a really good idea and I will put a link to your website in the show notes to make sure, sure that everyone goes over and can see them for themselves because they are, as you say, so visual. That's what struck me yeah. when I look at when I looked at them, like the, the images, yeah, they're, um, they're, they're definitely visual and you've got yeah. some lovely photography so can you just explain to people so Absolutely. hopefully people have got a sense that your products are flashcards um can you explain a bit more about sort of yeah what sure what they are, how, how they're and how they're different to others on the market because I think that'd be really useful Sure, absolutely. So when we started to, to work on creating our resources, we wanted to make sure that it has to be something where children can learn at the same time as they are playing. Um, you know, when children don't know they are learning, like they, no, no child at the initial age, they like, they like to like sit down and have a formal lesson sort of based formal learning. Um, but when they, um, you know, they won't, with, with things like learning resources and learning products where you know where you encourage learning through play um, children automatically like they've gained so they, they end up gaining so much of knowledge and um, you know knowledge in the process that they wouldn't even know when they were just playing so with with, with our cards what we've tried to do is um, divide them um, basically by by themes so there's literally uh, lots of different themes from from learning spellings to learning 
um, the accurate words for the sounds that um, you know birds and animals and insects make. Like for example, you you see a bird you know in your garden and if you know that it's a robin you just say oh, oh yeah wow look at that that's a robin perched on the fence and um if, my, my little one he whenever he sees like a seagull flying in the sky he'll say seagull he won't call it a bird or a birdie so um i just i just kind of feel that it's good it adds a lot to children's vocabulary and gives them that um that you, you know, wealth of words that you, they can have always with them and they can use that to express themselves. So I've tried to incorporate all of that into, into the various themes um, that we have for our learning cards. And they're like super sturdy also. Like, um, you know, things, um, the, the normal flashcards you find on the market, they would be like, say, 100, 150 GSM. They're like really thin, flimsy um, sort of paper sheets. Uh, ours are like 1,150 GSM. So you can imagine they're like super sturdy. Um, I, having a toddler, I know how, how unforgivingly they play with things. So um, I wanted to make, make something that's really durable and long-lasting for children to play with. And right from younger children to, to you know, much older children, um, uh, everybody can play together and still get so much out of them. So there's um, a theme behind like sounds, um, that animals make what are various groups of animals called it's not always like a flock of birds you know sometimes it is called something else for a group of ostriches it's called a flock of ostriches okay but then what is a group of um say for example what is a group of ants called it's called a colony of ants and things like that so there are lots of interesting things like what's a group of giraffes called and um, it's called a tower of giraffes and it's just very interesting and fun um with uh, with these bite-sized pieces of information and there are also things for the older children like uh, lots of interesting facts um like really lesser known facts about uh, things from you know the fruit and veg that we eat where do they grow like do and um, on vines or do they grow on vines on the ground or under the ground above the ground uh, do they grow on plants trees and lo lots of stuff to discover about uh, fruit and vegetables there's um there's another theme all about the absolutely stunning um you know birds and insects around us so that's the beautiful birds and insects at which um, children love love it really um the, the younger ones they look at the pictures and they try to identify and recognize the birds the slightly older ones they try to like um separate the birds from the insects the further you know the, the much older children then they are interested in learning lots of other facts about these birds and insects which which is not just um your regular fact they're really those um sort of lesser known really interesting facts that would make you wonder oh wow i, I didn't know about this so yeah um there's also a maths theme around shapes uh, so you learn about lots of 2d and 3d shapes like if i ask you to name like you know give me give me the name of a few shapes we might be able to recall like six seven ten probably but uh, the set um with, with the more than just shape set um that we have that has about uh, 34 2d and 3d shapes so there's uh, lots to learn again at the back of the card there's um information and uh, really fun information and fun ways for children to remember like an octagon um so apart from the basic that has got eight sides and eight corners um you'll also learn something like uh, that's the uh, you know shape that is used in the stop sign so as whenever you're out and about and you see a stop sign you can always again oh wow what shape is that you remember and then um it just gives you more opportunity to to uh, you know have different conversations and lots of learning along the way while children are still um, sort of 
feel that it's still play and not a proper formal sit down learning so yeah it does yeah. seem like a really nice way to play sort of very um sort of easy to play and also as you say not too formal something you can just yeah. have in a bag and just bring out and yeah I think and like you say children love facts as well I have two children and yeah they're both big fans of facts yeah. they, and they and they retain them so well as well which um, yeah, exactly. is always amazing to me so I, so it sounds like you started um, creating your cards for Aiden yeah. and for your own use. So um, what steps did you then take to kind of take something you were doing at home and make it something, you know, make it something actually yeah. available to sell? Absolutely. Um, to, to be honest, we started on a completely clean slate and um, we took it as a completely new project. Um, as, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, like I have a very long background in project management uh, for large corporates and, uh, you know, worked with uh, several blue chip clients. Um, so being organized in sort of this uh, project management way comes naturally to me. I know it comes naturally to women anyway, <laughs> but, um, but, but, but yeah, so, you, you know, but, but honestly, when it's your own business, it becomes like hugely overwhelming. There's always so much to do, so much to look at, so much to consider and so much to work on. But um, luckily, I met my, my husband. He is uh, very practical and level headed. He uh, that's really good to have it, that quality to have in your uh, business partner, honestly, uh, especially if you're working with someone like me who wants to like who's like super ambitious all the time. So he, he, he tries to keep me on the ground. And um, with his help, we tried to like break down you know, things initially in really smaller chunks. We started with lots of brainstorming, uh, lots of ideas. We want to do this, we want to do that. You know, what's practical, phase one, phase two, phase three, things like that. But then we said, okay, you know what? I'm going to try all of these things on my own child. <laughs> you know, what's working, what is not, what is he liking? How is he playing? How is he responding? Is it, is it, is it fun for him? Is it stimulating for him? Um, and uh, right, so probably, you know, other kids will like it too. So, so, so basically, yeah, initially we took it that way. And my, my, my chances of, you know, success in this business are greater, honestly, for the things that he likes because he sort of gives me that um, that insight, um, you know, not just with my child, but then we slowly, um, you know, invited our other friends also and other friends' children's also, children also. And everybody, um, we, we tried and tested for a couple of months, um, trying different things and different ways children can learn and children can do, do different activities as well. So, um, you know, we include like a 30 page play guide with every set and those are, um, it's, uh, th those contain like really nice, um, you know, creative ways of using the cards. So with flashcards generally, you know, people do, oh, what's this? And the child says, okay, that's the lion. That's it. Done. No, but this lion, you will just looking at one foot of the line, you will have tons of prompts. You'll have, um, you know, oh, wow, have you looked at its mane? So the child knows another word. Now it's the mane. Okay. Can you see the whiskers? Can you see how, how, how big it is? You know, wow, what does the lion say? Well, do I, you know, can you make that sound like a lion roars? And can you spell the lion for me as they grow? So you can adapt the games and activities that you want to play with the child. So, um, yeah, and the photos, obviously, they are absolutely um, very, very high definition and uh, they're very clear. Children 
tend to, I've got a couple of, yeah, you know, uh, children with, um, who've been customers, uh, parents of um, children with aut autism and Down syndrome and other learning, um, you know, difficulties. And they feel that this sort of natural image of, of, of our natural world, you know, in their own natural habitats as well. So uh, they, they kind of find these images really like calming. Um, I've had a mum to a 15-year-old autistic boy and he, he used to throw these like massive, you know, meltdowns and they, they got a set of us and um, he, he has his like a couple of favorite ones and especially there's a sheep and a lamb one and there's a, um, a hippo one. I don't know what he loves about them, but he just always has those two, three cards with him. And I'm not saying that it's it's just the cards that have you know reduced the meltdowns, but it has in some way helped them to you know have these um, conversations. And they sit down with like a couple of cards every morning, um, the mother and the and, and and the 15 year old boy, and they they talk about it. And it helps them to you know helps children at many levels. You know whether they are um, you, you, your children with regular uh, learning abilities or their children with special needs. So it has been helping. Um, that way as well so yeah <laughs> that's, that's amazing really great to know yeah yeah so it sounds like you've come up with all the content for the cards yourself so how did you go about getting photography getting them designed getting them actually sort of printed and made up and um, do you mind talking us through that process a bit please yeah sure so um yeah as a startup obviously we we have um we didn't take any loans or anything so it's just all our savings and uh uh, that we have put into this and everything that we've done we've literally worked on it ourselves um, uh, as, except of course the designing of the logo which I got it done professionally uh, but otherwise yeah I, it's, I've just utilized my own um, sort of knowledge and teaching methods um, and try to design these um, uh, using the software I have so I've done these on my own and then um, then yeah again it was like it took ages to to you know find the right kind of um the material as well because i i wanted it to be like super sturdy and these are like absolutely really hard they're not bold they're not paper there's something in between that um and yeah then we from designing we moved on to looking for manufacturers um and uh, i i didn't want to you know get anything done outside um uh, overseas everything is manufactured here in the in the uk and you know you know when you're re reading initially um you know about starting up a business and things like that and um, lots of places the first suggestion is you know if it's a physical item um look at getting it made outside uh, out overseas so china comes as the top 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 country for for this kind of manufacturing and everything and um yeah initially we did consider we we thought okay let's at least get the costs and let's compare so we had a um say like an x amount for um for getting it made in china um and a y amount for getting it made in the uk and obviously that x <laughs> amount was much much smaller um than the y amount but um we said uh, well you know what we just um no, I know the profit margins will be low initially, but um, we we got to keep it um, in in our country and try to do as much as we can um, and support our own 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 economy and own businesses uh, here in the country. So, so yeah, we 
then moved on to looking for um, various manufacturers here in the UK and uh, yeah from from literally from labeling to boxes to the cards themselves to every single element you know that reaches your home and they're all made in the UK and uh, yeah it's taken a fair bit of research and uh, way too many sleepless nights but um, yeah but you made <laughs> it yeah <laughs> you got that that's amazing and I think you're right as well I think people do um think of China and I think China is the first country people think of manufacturing their products Mm. but actually and something I get asked quite often is should I source my products you know overseas or should I do it in the UK and actually there's no right or wrong and for a product such as yours a printed item I think actually my 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 own opinion is that once you pay for the shipping and the customs as you know on top of the production fee actually I'm not sure it does work out perhaps that and much cheaper yeah. and you have a bit more control as well because I'm exactly. assuming you saw lots of samples especially because it sounds like you knew what kind of what material you wanted and hmm. you had to be right that's a big element of your cards isn't it this really yeah. dirty and wipe clean and I guess um yeah I'm assuming you saw lots of different samples and tried to you know yeah find the right thing and also, it's a lot easier when someone can just put something in an envelope and post it to you <laughs> yeah yeah and also um, you have um, I've been a linguist all my life so I've worked with several languages and um, so yeah I have a like pretty pretty strong background in understanding various um, you know cultures and everything but 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 with getting something made overseas with our products I just felt you know as you said there's no control really here I can just pick up the phone and speak to someone and there you are just at the mercy of of someone else who has probably understood you <laughs> or not understood you and, and there's no control really of um, you, you know when you want to modify things and you just have to rely on on that one very um, you, you know the first very brief and if, if it has been perfect it's fine but then if you need any modifications and you know, it turns out to be even more expensive I guess with all the back and forth and the customs as you said so uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and, it can um, certainly cost yeah. you time even if it saves you money it can certainly cost exactly. you time yeah. if there's a bit of back and forth um Okay, so now you've got your products produced. You mentioned that you launched at a show at the end of last year, which doesn't seem like very long ago at all. Um, no. So, how? So, tell, talk a little bit about the launch and sort of where you launched and, oh, and why yeah. and how. Be really interesting. Yeah, so it took at least uh, like a year and a half of um, actually completely working in, 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 you know, in the background and f- figuring out the designs and the manufacturing and everything. But then there was one day yeah, when everything was there with me, <laughs> like physically, and uh, yeah, now it was time to, 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 to take it out to the market. And uh, I had um, this, um, uh, so from somewhere I got to know about the, the national exhibition at the NEC for children's, uh, for children and uh, toddlers, babies and toddlers. And we said, okay, let's, let's, it could be a good place to launch. So let's do it that way. And that way, because here uh, I'm trying to basically reinvent the wheel here. Um, it's, it's, it's very hard for someone to, uh, you, you to explain it to someone someone that this is way different from a flashcard and uh, the first thing like even when I put it on Google and SEO and things like that I've had to use the word flashcards because that's what people are used to seeing but these are more like learning cards so this needed a bit of education and I said yeah I can't just um, start an online store and start 
selling these. I, I really want to be able to, you know, want people to be able to look at the cards, feel the cards, touch and feel, not just the quality of it, but also the value they get out of just one single set. Outside, I guess, in a pack, you get like 10, 10 or 12 cards for like 10, 12 pounds. And here we, we give like 40 different um highly like super focused and themed and sturdy cards in, in, in a magnetic box um, and uh, also include like a 30 page play guide and all of that for 25 pounds so again that I, I wanted to explain that as well that you know at the end of the day if you are using those one of those cheap cards you are not getting much value out of it and at the same time you're spending more you don't realize it because you just feel oh it's just 12 pounds so you're getting only 10 cards and here you get a whole lot of other things as well so so that's how yeah so we started there there um my biggest challenge i would say was um uh, luckily i had uh, several uh, you know teachers visiting also like because it was um, a, a, a section of it was dedicated to just uh, like babies um so there were these pregnant moms coming uh, to the show um and then we, we felt a little disappointed that time we felt oh goodness so they, these are pregnant women entering through the doors and uh, our, our product is for children at least two to three years old uh, to start with um, but, but luckily so many of them had like uh, there were teachers coming to, there were teachers there uh, some were like mums to those pregnant women who, who had some background in education some were like early as consultants sort of uh, professionals in that field and they absolutely connected with it like straight away and they're like my goodness in my like 17 one lady was like in my 17 years of teaching I haven't thought of this and uh, well done and she took like three sets then and there and she's like I'm going to use that so that uh, really helped uh, in terms of getting that sort of approval from 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 you know from your target market from from a teacher as well um, and that gave us confidence. We didn't make too many sales at the at the show um, because obviously we realized that it was not entirely our target audience uh, at the show. But yeah, you make mistakes <laughs> when you when you're starting out, so we learned from there. But luckily, we had. Um, some some good professionals, some um, you know working mums as well, who who connected with the educational element in in, in our cards, and um, that sort of helped us you know kick it all off. And uh, yeah, the, the the big problem I would say with with that was um, uh, so in January we launched our uh, online store, our website. Again, that's something that I've just done it on my own. I have no background in coding or anything, but as a small business, <laughs> yeah, you need to yeah, keep go well. <laughs> budget <laughs> yeah so your own time doesn't really count i'm working like pretty much day and night every day but <laughs> um so yeah i was designing the website and um it was um, it was in january when we launched the website properly you know uh, fully um and then this silly virus struck oh god and uh, and we were like oh goodness so now we continued and we carried on with our show price which was like introductory price obviously and um and there obviously you don't have to pay for shipping or anything the customers you can just hand the box to them there right then and there um so yeah but we said well now it just doesn't you, you know feel fair it wasn't fair to increase the price um uh, you know which would have changed obviously because it was just the introductory price but yeah we said okay let's now you know people don't have that much disposable income and kids are home too parents will need different resources to play with so we thought okay we'll carry on with this introductory price and this way it helps them it helps us too you know to keep our business afloat rather than just closing down and 
um, and reach more children really and uh, be, be, be part of their early years uh, sort of, uh, you know, learning journey. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask actually how the current situation has has affected your business. So thank you for for that. And yeah. I'm assuming do you um do you dispatch your cards yourself from home at the moment? Is that how it works? Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So in terms of the logistics of the business, I guess it's it's the same as it would have been it's, it's, previously. Yeah. So in terms of um, yeah. So currently we. We dedicated like an entire room just just for the uh, just for the uh, you know all the work related to tether play and the boxes and everything and I also um, send handwritten uh, messages to every customer uh, included the, include that in your play guide uh, so I, I just like to give that a bit of personal touch and give them some more ideas so. Uh, yeah that's that's where everything is and it's it's in our home um and initially things were there in like a couple of different rooms and um it is like no we need one room i'm going to empty this room you keep your stuff in here <laughs> so it's become <laughs> yours and mine now <laughs> oh it's lovely that you, you do a handwritten note that's really lovely you can when you're small it's nice because you can you can be that personal yeah. I think that's really lovely now when you mentioned Amit then I just want to come slightly off the topic of what we've been talking about because I do know that Amit and yourself run the business together and I would just love to know if you've got any tips or advice for others who are maybe looking to start a partnership whether that's with their husband their partner friends because I guess it's a very different dynamic than if it's absolutely my position is my business I work obviously I have a family but it's my business I call the shots really unless I'm doing something that maybe impacted the family as a whole but in general you know yeah it's mine so yeah what tips have you got because I'm sure there are people that would will need some advice on Absolutely, this yeah 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 so I I am full-time into into you know dedicating all of my time to Ted play and um, Amit still works um, within his um, uh, you, you know corporate IT role um, but I, so yeah there's there's limited time and um, dedication he can give uh, just to the business uh, but I think the biggest thing um, you know when working with your spouse or family member or even your best friend um, we realize that the most important thing is if you um, both of you must be focused on the goal uh, so you know it doesn't matter what part you take um, he has a different way of working and um, I can sit down with him and brainstorm for for like an hour or so and it, bam my work is done you know I, I can get stuff out of him and um, for something that I guess it would have taken me like a, a day of research and it is it is good to like you know sit down and brainstorm so he has a different way of um, contributing to the business and um, that's fine initially it used to um, that uh, you know I used to feel that you know your way of thinking and your approach is absolutely very different from mine um but but then yeah no now now we know that if if we are both focused on the end goal it's fine you know sometimes both the parts are good what he suggests is good sometimes one is good the other is not but I guess unless you've explored both you don't know which one works better you know and and it's it's great to work in partnership it, it honestly I just feel that it gives you that one more chance um, of making it a success it's, it's it's two people working towards the same goal and um, it it and especially yeah when you're working with a family member you're working with your friend um, there's already this dynamic there and you have this sort of understanding things are not super formal and uh, there are obviously you know pros and cons um, uh, 
things that you can expect from from a you know professional colleague you may not get it from from your spouse yeah. uh, despite all the begging for it but um, but but yeah again there are things that they will understand much more um, than than an external person so yeah you just need to find the right balance i guess <laughs> Yeah. And I guess that is nice as well. Like you say, that you're working towards the same, the same goal. So it means as much yeah. to both of you. So that is, and do you have sort of defined roles as in, do you say, okay, I deal with the website and I do this and this, and this is what you do, or is it a bit more collaborative than that? How does, how does that work? Yeah. So initially it was that way because, um, I've got this, um, uh, so I'm at help with a lot of the text, um, and I had the sort of, I have a bit of creative uh, flair in me. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll work on the design side of things. Um, so yeah, initially we tried to, you know, distribute tasks, um, amongst, between the two of us, but, uh, but now it's become more collaborative. Now it's just that, okay, can you, you know, we recently started these, um, uh, giving these imperfects, like they're these perfectly imperfect cards. Um, and we didn't want to like throw them. They, we've obviously spent on them. So we didn't want to just spin them um, and, you know, add to our landfills. So we have started offering uh, like a mixed um, set of cards they, that the cards on their own, they are like perfect. It's just that the printing at the back has gone um, a, a little um, off with just the borders, not even the text. So it's it's not something that could bother anyone. And obviously, probably it's just me being too much of a perfectionist and I see it, others may not even see it. But uh, we said, no, we just don't want to put this in the bin. So he helps with um, sorting all those, um, uh, you know, sort of discarded cards that we cannot include in our uh, full set, but um, we, we, we can still give them at a highly, like, just at cost, basically, to, 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 to other people who, who don't mind, like, getting a mixed set. So, yeah, I, I think it's not easy, to be honest. Um, no one has ever said that running a business is easy, you know, let alone when you're also trying to juggle a million things as young first-time parents. So I would say, yeah, to people looking to start a business and in partnership with their family, um, just bear that in mind. Um, and I think also once when you accept that something is already difficult, you, you, you so when you go through that phase, you won't find it as difficult. And, you know, if you know what I mean, because you already know that it was meant to be like this. So you're, you're, brains and your body will be prepared for that and it'll help you move forward with a much calmer head really yeah makes sense so how yeah. how does your business work around your family life because obviously you know you're both you're well um, um you're i'm assuming you're both at home at least some of the time and aiden is he at home yeah. with you all of the time yeah he is and uh, we we had decided like um even before the virus that we we didn't want to um you know send him to any sort of nurseries or daycares until he was three years old so he's um never been to any of these uh, so far anyway um but yeah i would say the clocks in our home have turned completely um, <laughs> and the normal working hours are like say like eight to six eight in the morning to six but for me honestly the real working time starts at like 10 o'clock in the night and yeah I think I finished by like three or four in the morning and then obviously try to catch up on some sleep before Aiden wakes up and uh, in the day also my god during the day it's like a proper struggle because obviously the world is awake during the day right so I have to be there so when I have to want to answer to emails or look for you know collaborations and things like that so I'm there so I'm trying to constantly work and try to find these pockets of time and work 
during that time. And I, I also feel that I don't want to be seen with my phone and all the time uh, for Aiden, because then, yeah, when he grows up and he tells me, well, no, wait, um, he, if I find him in, in the phone constantly, it's going to annoy me like big time. So yeah, I try to like hide and do things. <laughs> So that's that's super stressful, honestly. <laughs> it's it is really hard, isn't it? Does he nap still? Does he, he have does a sleeping day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we that's have good. That. So the afternoon, yeah, one 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 and a half hours. That's like divine, bliss blissful time, really. But you know, it's Ricky. Honestly, I just feel sometimes it is hard for us to like switch immediately. Like I have been meaning to write some blog articles and feature other other businesses also like sort of in guest blogs and I've got so much content available but I just sometimes I'm so tired by the end of the day and I can't get those creative thoughts in the night you know so I end up working on the website or I end up doing other things or designing new things but all the creative stuff then you have to like really have that mindset that am I ready to do it now it's it's very hard to like switch on and off around your child schedule so um yeah it is <laughs> it's, it's so hard. hard I mean yeah personally I've scaled back a lot on what I do and yeah. I'm lucky that my products business is mostly automated um yeah. so I don't dispatch anything from home any at the moment um so I can just concentrate on my consultancy but I still have really right. scaled back on what I offer and what I do because as you said at the beginning I was trying to carry on life as normal and um, because yeah. I had one child who did a bit of childcare and another in school full-time and mm. and then about a week in I just went no this isn't normal and I can't keep pretending it's normal exactly. <laughs> um, it just and, doesn't work yeah yeah, but I think when you have a young child, you want to be fair to him as well. Um, yeah. And you want to give them time too. And it is your time to play as well. Because once this this moment is gone, my God, the regret I feel sometimes that if I if I don't make the most of this time with him, um, I, I would like terribly regret of losing out on this incredibly special years in their lives. And yeah, and that's what I keep preaching to everyone that, you know, you need to have this sort of parental play and engagement and everything. And yeah. I'm pretty hands-on myself so that gets really um, you know tiring at the end of the day like I like to cook we both of us love to cook Amit and I so we cook from scratch as well Um there's lots of activities and things that we try to do with Aiden and right now with with the lockdown again you can't go out much so it's just playing in the garden and home um, so so yeah it, it does get very tiring and by the time at like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock I sit down to start my work and I'm like can I sleep? <laughs> and, uh, I am wondering when you sleep, actually. I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. I'm really, honestly, it just, um, I just feel that magically the, the, the day should get a little longer, at least by a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Um, so, um, so before we wrap up, what um, mm. is your number one advice for somebody? So your top bit of advice for someone else who has an idea and a passion for a product they'd like to create? Um, what I would say is again I'm, I know I mentioned this before but you've got to stay um, you know focused on your goals so once you have done your bit of market research obviously you need to start with that um, and find out whether your product idea is feasible you can't just take um, a, a hobby um, and just think that you know I'm going to put this up on social media and find my customers there it doesn't work that way and in today's day and age I know social media is a is a great platform it's it's great for marketing great for advertising yes true but there are lots of other ways too you know there's you've got google you've got youtube you've got various ways to get your product out there um 
and I just feel that when I see people um, just create something and just start trying to find people on, on, on Facebook and on Instagram, I just feel that that's not how it works. Like, tell me honestly, how many times have you, when you've gone on social media, do you go there with, with the intention to purchase something? No, I mean, you, you would, if you want, if you really want to buy something, the first thing would come to mind would be Google or some, some, um, you know, online stores that you know, and that's, that's where you're going with that intention to buy. So with social media, I just feel that people are um, getting a little carried away and thinking that that's where they will get their success from. Um, but yeah, so that, that's one top piece of advice I would give is like, um, you know, do your research. You've got to stay, um, uh, you know, focused on your goal. Um, do not give up. There's going to be hurdles. There will be ups and downs. There might be, or you might even come across a complete roadblock, but don't give up. It, it is going to be tough. No one's ever said, you know, running a business is easy. No one, literally no one ever said that. So accept it. And as long as I think you're focused on your goal, you'll make it happen. Again, to bear it, to bear in mind is, um, you know, we live in a very dynamic world. So we, we got to be able to, to adapt. If we need to change our ways, we should have the courage to do it. Unless, you know, you, I've heard, you, you would have heard the saying that unless you leave the site of the show, you, you won't know, you know, you won't be able to, you can't explore the new horizons. So keep that in mind and learn from your mistakes and move forward. <laughs> that was all brilliant advice thank you and yeah I think you're right about the social media in a way though I feel like there's like you say there is social media and there's YouTube there's Google there's almost too much you could do so yeah. I, I also think you you need to kind of, as you say figure out what's going to work for you what's going to work for your yeah. product your customers and just focus on that because I think something you can and I certainly did this my very first business I certainly made the mistake of trying to do everything and doing it all quite badly whereas now yeah. I do a lot less and hopefully I'm doing it a bit better yeah absolutely have a bit more time to dedicate if you're not spreading yourself too thin because you're right um yeah depending on who your customer is they might not even be on social media depending who exactly, it is you're looking yeah, to target yeah. potentially or yeah they or they might just be on one platform I don't know it's um, true yeah kind of depends yeah. who you're looking to talk to um, so one final thing before we go, Keisha, is I know that you're involved in something really exciting called Room to Read. Do you want to um, talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes, please. Um, yeah, we, um, yeah, given our um, sort of this passion for knowledge and education and all things learning and, uh, you know, making that impact in, in children's lives in the early years, um, uh, Room to Read was, uh, was no doubt, you know, our first choice of charity to partner with. Um, Room to Read, um, you'd have heard already, they are a huge children's education charity. They support children's education programs and gender, in, um, gender inequality programs in, in like, um, I think over 60, 16, sorry, 16 countries um, now. And um, what, what we do with them is um, with, with every, uh, you know, set of play learning set that we, we sell, um, we uh, support the production um, of another local language book for a room to read library. So yeah, each time a box is sold, um, another local language book is printed um, through room to read for a room to read library. So um, it's, it's, um, it's my absolute 
particular uh, goal, my dream to, to be able to fund the entire, uh, the production of an entire library, to be honest, fill that library up with books for children who, who need them, who, who are so passionate about finding out and it's not these just, just babies and toddlers, they, they um, like just our range, they, they go on from, uh, you, you, you know, from, from very early on to all the way up to when children are like in their preteens, 13, 14 years old, or, um, so yeah, there are these children who are of, who come from all sorts of backgrounds, have all sorts of um, intra different interests, and they are, are of a varied age range as well. So yeah, I want to be able to fill up their library with with, with lots of books. And uh, uh, yeah, so every time uh, we, we sell a box, we support the production of another local language book for these children through Room to Read, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So in the show notes for this episode, as well as linking through to your website and your social media, I'll also put a link to Room to Read as well so people can go and find out a bit. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Okay. So is there anything else? I've, well, first of all, I want to thank you for the time that you spent today and everything you've shared. Um, but before we wrap up, is there anything at all that I haven't covered that you would like to talk about? Um, I'd just like to, um, you know, mention um, about engaged play. So this thing that we heard at the exhibition when we launched last year, there were parents coming to us and they were saying, oh, do you have an app for this? I'm like, my goodness, that's my, that's interesting uh, that you're asking that. But, um, you know, my whole point is for, for children to move away from the screens a little bit and uh, use something that's more tactile. And. You, you know, with children, when they see so much of movement and so much of animation on, on screens, like even if it's a real, re, sorry, real, um, uh, you know, images of uh, of um, animals or whatever, and they're seeing, but there's so much of movement in a movie, in, a, in, in the shows and the songs and things like that they watch on YouTube all day. This, as against something that they hold in their hands, and this is so tactile, it has got this its own sensory experience also for older children as well. And you have this patience, this calmness to sit down and just play as a family. Um, I think people, I know it's extremely tiring, um, you, you know, as, as parents, uh, there's really, it's very difficult to find time with, with all that's, uh, you know, going on in our lives and our work and everything. But yeah, where possible, even if you're able to, um, you, you know, replace that one hour, just one hour of screen time um, with some proper engaged play with your child, um, it will, it will have huge benefits you know for them for you as well and um, it, it'll, it'll help with the bonding like incredibly and um, it, it, it's good for everybody so so yeah if possible like it's just feel that if people are able to um, have a more sort of an engaged play and experience with their children it not just helps them um, helps them to to develop um, you know intellectually um, but it does a huge deal uh, to their confidence as well and the you know kids can sit down and learn read books by their on their own like even with a to play cards there are so many cards like 40 different cards in the box and yeah i've seen children just sit down and keep exploring and keep looking but that same thing if you are sitting down with them and if you are reading that book with them there'll be other things that you will share from your own knowledge your own experience and you know even the change in pitch sometimes uh, th th even that helps to create sort of a memorable experience for the child and they're able to retain so much more and so get so much out of that but if you stick them in front of the tv i'm not saying no there's tons of things you learn from documentaries obviously and it's it's great but at least an hour a day if you're able to you know have some sort of very engaged 
um, if, uh, that connection with the child, like a parental sort of engagement, if, if that you can give to a child just for one hour a day, it will make a huge difference in their lives as they grow up, for sure. Yeah, and, and actually, it doesn't really matter, I think, as well, sort of what toys they've got, how devices, mm. all they really want is to play with you. I find exactly. that the thing that's said most in my house is come play. That, you know, mm. my children just want to play um, with each other because I have two, so they can play yeah. together. But with me as well, yeah, they, they just, children just naturally, I think, just want to, to play. They're more interested yeah. in the playing than perhaps, you know, the toy or the game or whatever exactly. it is. It doesn't matter so much, does it? And actually, I think learning to play is good for adults too. I think, um, I don't even think I used to be very good at it. And I feel like the more that I play with them, like, I feel like I'm actually quite good at playing now and I get more involved in it. And actually, yeah, yeah. Relax. And you learn so much from yeah. them too, actually. Yeah, yeah. But I do think <laughs> it can, I think that might be a fear though. So, um, maybe a fear or, or maybe a reason sometimes parents don't is because sometimes you just don't, no you know feel a bit awkward you don't really know what to do and that is why actually and this I promise this isn't um, a sales pitch but this is actually why your cards are are good because I guess it's an icebreaker it's an introduction it's a way to start start playing and start conversations that's really lovely yeah thank you yeah I really hope um you know children can get get lots of value out of it and parents also um when children are sitting down even on their own they, they would easily be able to get like lots of you know, quiet playtime as well. You don't necessarily always have to keep them like super stimulated, but um, yeah, they, they, they'll help at many levels, I'm sure. I've tried my best to, to design them that way. So hopefully it helps everyone. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think actually, it's the, I think the, the photos will go a long way to doing that because that was my first thought when I looked at them is that the images are really engaging. Yeah. I think children, adults, we all like looking at really good photography. So I think it yeah. make a difference. And I do hope that everyone will go to your website, which is tedoplay.com and take a look at your thank cards. You. So thank you again for your time today. Thank you for everything you've shared. It's been really, really valuable. And yeah, thank I'll, you, Ricky. Thank I'll you for having me. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> So I really hope you enjoyed this interview of Keisha. If you have any questions or comments, as always, I'd love to hear from you. So it's Vicky at tinychipmonk.com. Um, and please, as always, remember to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. Have a lovely day. Speak to you soon. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.